Welcome back to whatever this is. Today, Rachel's gonna do whatever she does. Yeah, I am. And you're gonna like it. Happy Wednesday, my nerds. Welcome back to Hyperfocus. So we've got uh, we've got a short one today. Yes, we do. Uh, because we I, just made up. We just made up when we were fighting in we the Easter fighting. episode. We were fighting. So we really wanted to give you guys some content, but we didn't have a lot of time to pull it together. Yeah, because we hated each other for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, if you listen to our one minute episode, you yep. know that. Also, I took the biggest exam of my life on Monday. Congratulations Thank on that. You. We don't know if uh, I've passed yet, so <laughs> yeah. Um, we do have something a little bit fun for you guys. What? I'm waiting for what oh, you have to say. <laughs> it looked like you wanted to say something. So we just got hyper-focused stickers, Woo-hoo! and we want to give some to you guys. So we want them on your laptops, on your water bottles. On your face. Yes. On your boobs. Yep. Yep. <laughs> one of one on each. Um, <laughs> Please so- leave that in. <laughs> I might. So anyone who re- gives us a review mm-hmm. in the month of April is going to get a free sticker. Beautiful. Beautiful. So if you write a review for us, mm-hmm. uh, take a screenshot of it, send it to us on Instagram or Twitter, or send us an email and include your address on there so that we know where to send it. Because otherwise we will just um, put it in a bottle and throw it into the ocean when we Next time we go to the beach, <laughs> I will not get to you. We have a little point. fun, <laughs> little fun uh, ocean conservation day where we throw plastic into the ocean and blame the person who wrote a review for our podcast. Is that what you want? <laughs> no, it was a joke. Okay, good. Not a good, good. joke, but it was a joke. It was a bad joke. Uh, so just make sure it's a positive review because otherwise you'll be writing us a negative review and giving us your home address. And I mean, no further comments. Rachel? Yes, ma'am. Um... We, we don't threaten our listeners. That's not that a wasn't thing we're a going threat. to do. That wasn't a threat. Okay. Moving on. And to uh, apologize for some things. Oh, no. Uh, from your episode. I thought my episode was great. Hmm. I have a full eight seconds of airtime to roast it in a way that makes it seem like I'm being nice to our listeners by apologizing, but it's really just being mean to you. So I'm just going to hop right into that. Okay. Just get it over with. I sincerely apologize for the sheer number of times I have needed to apologize for Laura not knowing how to pronounce things in her own episodes. Also, I had more apologies for the amnesia episode, but I purposely forgot all of my memories from the day that we recorded, simply because it was just so boring. Well, that's just a poor opinion that you have, so... Hmm. Disagree. I don't know that there's really an argument, except that, you know, you're just objectively wrong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you taking my arguments and using them for yourself right now? A little. Yeah. Because you call my episode boring and that's just objectively wrong. Okay. Well, that was just further proof, however, because it just it just shows that I'm right that I was saying your episode is boring, but now I'm just going to take it to your whole person um, <laughs> merely by the fact that you had to use my own comebacks against me. You're too boring to come up with your own. Oh, thanks. You're welcome. So you know how birds aren't real? Yeah. You know how the birds work for the bourgeoisie? Yes. You know how I can't spell bourgeoisie? Yes. It's like the only word I can't spell. I guess, I, okay, that's the next you, thing you I need to learn. look it up. <laughs> I used, I used spell check. Anyway, <laughs> birds aren't real. Good. Birds are government drones. If you don't know that by now, 
Um, uh, you're stupid. When you finish this episode, you're brainwashed. Do your own research. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not really the point of this episode. I just wanted to throw that out there, just as a fun little thing. Mm-hmm. Because uh, I mean, it, it kind of relates to birds being government drones. Good. You know what this is yet? Nope. Really? I don't know exactly where you're going with this. Okay, fine. Uh, where we're going is the 1940s. Okay. We're going back to World War II, just like Wait. we did in episode one. Wait. What? Vague memory. Yes. There it's, should be. It's working. Okay, tell me when you know it. In World War II, the 1940s, bombing was either super inaccurate uh-huh. or a suicide mission mm-hmm. or both. Okay. Enter B.F. Skinner. Yes. You know it now? still like are you serious are you serious so sorry do you not i i made a tiktok about this on my personal account over the summer i know i watched you not watch my tiktoks i do watch your tiktoks you should all be watching our tiktoks i do watch your tiktoks i remember seeing this video i'm so angry at you my my chair is making a lot of noise i'm gonna stand up i don't like to sit like while i pod anyway Ugh, that's better prefer to assert my dominance by standing i was gonna say i like to just sit but now i feel like i can't (laughs) anyway bf skinner famous psychologist yes best known for his work in behaviorism yes as we know uh any any comments you want to add about bf skinner no that's okay yeah that's good Uh, he was also an inventor Mm -hmm. and as a serial obsessive inventor he began thinking about targeting systems makes sense as one does and uh one day he noticed a flock of birds flying in formation. I like to imagine that it was a murmuration because that is my favorite avian flight pattern, but who knows? Okay. What's your favorite avian flight pattern? I don't have a That's... favorite avian flight pattern. Hey, Rachel. What? Rachel, you know when you see birds like flying in a V? Yeah. Do you know why there's more birds on one side than the other? No. I messed it up. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> it's, the joke is, do you know why one side, side of the V longer is than the longer? Other, it's, and it's because there's, there's more, more birds. birds. I knew where you were trying to take it. (laughs) Good. That's what I wanted. (laughs) So B.F. Skinner said about this, quote, suddenly I saw them as devices with excellent vision and extraordinary maneuverability. Could they not guide a missile? Was the answer to the problem waiting for me in my own backyard? End quote. In which he refers to the birds as devices. So, you know, birds aren't real people. Do with that what you will. Yes. Yes. He was definitely in on that. Yeah, yeah, maybe it happened earlier than we thought. This is the 40s. Yeah, Mm -hmm. true. Anyway, Skinner had already worked with pigeons and other animals in his psychological research. I recall. Yes, and the U.S. Army had also used pigeons uh, for things like message delivery. Yes. So why not take the common denominator here? Pigeons. Pigeons. (laughs) Very good, very good. Thank you. And use them to guide bombs. That makes sense to me. Mans said Eureka. So he got to work. Step one, acquire pigeons. Step two, teach said pigeons to recognize targets. Good. Yes. So at this point, he's just kind of playing around, seeing what he can do. Mm -hmm. That's a great way to describe scientific research. Um, (laughs) He made a sort of sleeve to kind of gently immobilize the pigeons Uh by taking a sock and cutting a hole in it and then slipping the pigeon inside and sticking its head out of the hole. That's so rude. So... What? I was just thinking it was like that that would be so nice. They're just so comfortably You just want to be swaddled, Rachel. I think I do. Perhaps. And then the birds were placed in an apparatus that allowed the pigeon to steer the contraption that they were in through a series of lightweight rods that moved when the bird moved and nudged the rods. 
In order to get them used to recognizing and approaching targets, Skinner made a bullseye that held a dish of food for the pigeon and slowly had the pigeons and the steering contraption start further and further away from the bullseye. Mm -hmm. It was successful, and the pigeons eventually learned how to align themselves with the target as they approached it. Nice. Thus, Project Pigeon was born. Beautiful. Very. Realizing that he was perhaps onto something, Skinner needed support. Mm -hmm. By the end of 1942, he requested funding from the OSRD, that is the Office of Scientific Research and Development, which is the successor of, uh, shoot, what is it? Oh, the National Defense Research Committee. Okay. Um, He requested funding from them twice. He was rejected twice. They didn't believe in the pigeon's ability to deliver bombs? I I suppose not. Mm. Unfortunately. That is, well, yeah. What? I I understand why they were skeptical. You know what I mean? No. I would have said 100%, let's do it, sir. Okay. (laughs) This is why I'm not in charge of giving out funding for scientific anything (laughs) hey hey i i manage our finances just fine for the podcast that's true uh okay he was rejected twice by the osrd however general mills yes general mills the general mills the general mills what nothing i'm listening to you this is my face general mills is i don't know do you think it's a person cereal Okay. The cereal. The way you said it. Yeah. You, yeah. Okay. It just. Yeah. It's it made cereal. It, yeah. It just made it so, like I don't know why to me when you said that it sounded like you were saying general like a war general. That is how I was saying it. But it's the cereal. So so you were thinking it was a person for a second. I was thinking of the cereal, but I was thinking the cereal was named must have been named after a person. Is where my brain went. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. So, so I was thinking, oh, the original General Mills. No, no the no, company. The, the, the cereal company. General Mills. Okay. Uh, general. We Mil- spent way too long talking about that. <laughs> I don't think so. (laughs) General Mills, sponsor us, please. So General Mills got wind of the project and granted him $5,000 and workspace in an old flour mill for his project. Oh, good. Yeah. What interest did they have in this project? The philanthropy. Makes sense. Uh, Well, they thought there were there were a couple people at General Mills who thought it could be useful, um, like just for the country. Oh, yeah. Who just saw its potential. Oh, so they're just good people. Yeah, I don't know if it was that or if they could have made money off of this. Mm. I don't know how they would have made money off of it, though, because it was a research grant. It's not like they were like really developing yeah. a product they could sell. I don't know. I don't know. Someone someone just saw its potential and was like, you, sir, give us the birds. That's exactly it's how it went. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. So Skinner, along with some students mm-hmm. and a General Mills engineer, went about further testing. And they began testing the pigeons under more extreme conditions. They accounted for changes in pressure and temperature and Whoa. noise and things like that and were able to train the pigeons to be accurate even in extreme conditions if they were food motivated. Can you imagine so, being one of those students? If they were hungry. Like, just think about that. <laughs> so you're you're in school for, you know, another five, six, seven years after you've already gotten your bachelor's mm-hmm. degree. Your parents want to know how you're spending your time, your, your, your very, very precious time. Uh-huh. As a grad student, <laughs> they want to know if, if, if you're making good use of your education. So, and you say, I'm working for General Mills, training pigeons to guide bombs, mom. I was thinking you have three options. Okay. The first is to say, well, we're doing some experimentation with pigeons. That doesn't sound good. Say we're doing some experimentation with bombs. That doesn't sound good. Or you tell them what you're actually doing. And that's really not an option. It's not. Um, because this is something that is like going to be used 
for weaponry. Yeah. So that's not really something that you can be super public about. Makes sense. Yeah. Student's job, that must have been crazy to have that kind of experience. I mean, I I would have wanted to work for slash with BF Skinner and a bunch of pigeons. They actually had a little squadron. That's adorable. They had a little pigeon squadron. I think it was 64 pigeons. And there's, there's, I'll find a picture of it, but there's pictures of them like all lined up. It's awesome. That's so cute. Yeah. I mean, it does kind of look like they're in toilet paper tubes. They're in really small little things, but. Yikes. You know. I mean, there probably is an ethical question here. We getting there? I have an answer for that. It's actually not in any like any specific order or anything with that. But so BF Skinner said about this, quote, the ethical question of our right to convert a lower creature into an unwitting hero is a peacetime luxury. Oh, interesting. Okay. So he was like, we don't even have time to think about whether this is ethical because right now people are dying. Yeah. And if we have to sacrifice 64 pigeons for that, so be it. Makes sense. Yeah. Actually, uh, like kind of decent answer. Yeah. Pretty good answer. Uh, anyway. Also more honest than just being like, no, nothing's wrong. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. So in order to turn target recognition into actual precise bombing and yeah. missile guiding. Seems like a bit of a stretch to me, but keep going. My taps. The apparatus and training had to become more detailed and precise. So they built a new apparatus that could train four birds at once. And the birds would put their head through a little four inch opening, which contained a projection of the target on a glass plate. It's kind of an oversimplification of what happened, but yeah, y'all don't need to know everything about this. It's You, you can look to, it up yourself. You don't know, need to know the mechanics of it. And uh, as the pigeons pecked at the center of the proper target, grain was dropped into like a little dish for them. Gotcha. Okay. Right in front of the target. So they would have to move yep. everything, just kind of duck their head down, get their food, and then peck for more food. Yep. I wonder if you can tell by the audio that I was pecking. Does it get louder and more quiet as I little peck? Bit. Peck? Nice. Awesome. That's just what I wanted. My head kind of hurts from that, though. Good. Yes. Thank you. Uh, It was all for the performance, which no one on the podcast could see. Love that. Just for me. No. No. (laughs) If anything, it was for me. Okay. And the listeners, but not for you. Okay. Slight me a little bit? Uh, Yeah, a little. Just a tad. tad. (laughs) Just a tad. So Skinner and his team finally caught the attention of the federal government. Yay! Took long enough. And the OSRD reconsidered, and finally awarded $25,000 to General Mills for the development of Project Pigeon for the use in Project Pelican, which was a different secret weapons project that uh, focused on creating a kind of glide bomb called the Pelican. So they were supposed to create something to guide this bomb. Makes sense. Okay. Yes. Now with more directions, Skinner and his team built what they called a, quote, multiple bird unit. This was a nose cone that contained three compartments. Mm Mm-hmm. One for each pigeon, each of which would be restrained in front of their own lens slash screen. So they would have three gotcha. pigeons okay. working to guide the same missile. Okay. And by the way, the nose cone is on display at the American History Museum if anyone wants to check that bad boy out. Send us a picture of that when you send us a picture of your review if you go see it. Just do all of our research for us. <laughs> I mean, come on. At this point, why should we have to do any work? So the three-bird unit had pressurized chambers that simulated the what the air pressure and the descent would kind of feel like in uh-huh. a live run so that they could test the pigeons under the most accurate conditions possible. It makes sense. The birds pecking would trigger kind of like an air release. Now, okay, let me say let me say this. No no source has been able to describe this that clearly. <laughs> so I had to kind of piece it together from a couple of different places. So don't come for me if this isn't 100% correct, because I don't think anyone's is 100% correct. That's fair. So it's not my fault. 
Nothing is ever my fault. As you said last episode, thus we have mitigated our liability. Correct. (laughs) (laughs) The birds pecking would trigger an air release on the opposite side of the plate, and then the cables that harness their heads would mechanically steer the missile as they moved their head. So if the target... Picture a boat okay. that they're bombing okay. through a little a little glass plate. So like as if you're looking through a uh, like a scope. It's like yeah. a circle. If they get off target, the boat kind of looks like it's moving to the side. Okay. So their head follows the the, the boat to peck at it, mm-hmm. and their movements trigger the movements of the missile. Makes sense. Okay. Right. Hopefully that makes sense. Without, it does without my uh, visual aids as well. So I was kind of all I did was turn to the side and kind of peck. But what else is new? <laughs> So if you were are confused, hit, hit the like back 10 or 15 seconds button and picture Rachel turning her head and pecking. Yeah, that should help. That should help <laughs> quite a lot. So in order uh, for the missile to actually change course, two out of three of the pigeons had to direct the missile in the same direction. That makes sense. Yes. This, of course, would end as a suicide mission. Yeah. But like B.F. Skinner said... It's not this a was, human suicide mission of, anymore. Right, yeah. This was out of necessity. Here's something fun. So apparently B.F. Skinner said that at one point he realized cannabis made the pigeons, quote, almost fearless. <laughs> so so then he tried to replace he tried replacing the grain with hemp seed. Uh-huh. I don't know how well it worked, but it's just a something I That's something a I, fun little fact. Yeah, that is a fun little fact. The OSRD, however, did not renew his funding after this 25000 was used up. When his funding was not renewed by the OSRD, Skinner went to MIT for a live demonstration of his invention and Makes his sense. trained pigeons. Mm-hmm. The demonstration went well. It went very well. The pigeons successfully followed and landed. Yeah. Landed, uh-huh. you know, within three degrees of the center of the target, which would have been very accurate based on yeah. the standards of the day. The demonstration, however, got mixed reviews, and ultimately his funding was not renewed. Ah. Uh. Or it was, I guess it wouldn't be renewed if it's coming from MIT, but he did not get funding from them. And Skinner had once said, which I think this was actually before he had done this demonstration, Uh so nice little prophecy here, quote, a pigeon was more easily controlled than a physical scientist serving on a committee. (laughs) It's true. I love, I love him. So what happened was Project Pigeon went under Mm -hmm. as a different secret weapons project became favored by the government. Okay. This was a project that used electrical radiation and echolocation Ooh. to guide bombs. So it was animal inspired. It was inspired by the bat. Yeah. Um, I think it was called the bat bomb, but it was animal inspired rather than um, animal piloted. That's probably better ethically, time-wise. Strategically. Yeah. Missing the big one there, friend. Yeah. <laughs> but then in 1948, the project was rebooted. Wait, really? Yes. Uh, It was rebooted by the Naval Research Laboratory in Washington, D.C. after an experimental psychologist there saw a video of Skinner's invention. Whoa. It was renamed Project Orcon Uh uh, as a codename for organic control. Okay. Which I I really like that name. That's very cool. Because it's like, it almost sounds a little sci-fi. Yeah, it does. Organic control. And in the worst ending to a story ever... After five years of it being rebooted by the Naval Research Laboratory, it was canceled. Ah. Again. So they were like, you've worked so hard on this, bro. Direct quote. <laughs> you've worked so hard on this, bro. We want to we wanna bring it back. So we're going to let you work on this for five years. And after you dedicate five more years to this, we're just going to cancel it. Wow. Yeah. Good stuff, right? That sucks. It does. Um, and then 
Nothing else really happened. Okay. But that's kind of the end of the story. That was a it's good just, one. It's I like just that, story. that he, like, A, the fact that he had this idea. B, yeah. that it was kind of put into place. Like, the invention was created. They were trained. Yeah. They could have done it. This was a government project, really, because it was yeah. mostly funded by the government. So, um, in an alternate universe, World War II was fought with pigeons. Was was won by pigeons. Yes. Not by people using pigeons. It was won by pigeons. Skinner actually then later presented a paper on this topic at a meeting of the American Psychological Association in 1959, and the opening line of the paper is this, quote, this is the history of a crackpot idea, That's quote. an amazing quote. So I read this paper, uh-huh. and it just made me so happy. Good. Because, I mean, 1959, so 60-plus years ago, Yeah. apparently the... Uh, the expectations for scientific papers were quite different. Yes. Because this one was entertaining. <laughs> like, Were they more written more like philosophical papers, maybe? Yes. Yeah. Big time. But then it's also like C figure A. Right. <laughs> so it's right. like a really interesting combination. And he says stuff like that. He says stuff like, this is the history of a crackpot idea throughout the paper. And That's it's like, so good. It's awesome. Not that psychological research now isn't interesting. It is. But the, Different the, kind of interesting. The style. Yes. The writing style. Incredible. This made me really, really enjoy B.F. Skinner quite a bit more. That's awesome. Yeah. So in summary, the birds did once work for the bourgeoisie. They did. Well, I suppose they would have been working for everyone, too, (laughs) win World War II. But the birds worked for the government, and they they essentially were government drones. Yep. That's awesome. Who's to say they still aren't? You ever seen a baby pigeon? No, I have not. No. No. Of course you haven't. (laughs) Everyone who doesn't know what birds aren't real is is going to think we are insane. I'm okay with that. I don't think there are many people who don't know who or like what birds aren't real is who listen to our podcast. That feels like an overlap to me. You know, I like that. Mm -hmm. I want birds aren't real fanatics. Fanatics. That's a good one. Fanatics to be listening to our podcast. I actually, I saw someone today wearing one of the birds aren't real shirts. The one Uh that says the birds work for the bourgeoisie. I was about to run up to him and be like, sir amazing you're right <laughs> the birds do work for the bourgeoisie and then i turned around and he was gone ah uh, just like birds maybe he wasn't real <sighs> what maybe they've expanded maybe maybe he was a reptilian oh maybe and um he was using birds aren't real as a mm-hmm. distraction we are digressing quickly yes we are <laughs> yes we are anyway shout out to you guy we love ya. <laughs> you you completely missed the whole thing at the end that we do where we tell people where to find us on social media, especially for those of you who want your free sticker. I was saying we love you to that one guy. Oh. I thought that was worth throwing in there. Yeah, that too. We do love you. I hope you continue to stay chaotic as well. But uh, yeah, like I was saying, the people who want their free sticker, they're going to have to know how to contact us. So as a reminder, we said to either DM us on Instagram yes. or Twitter yes. or to send us an email. Now, Perfect. Lauren, where can they find us on Instagram. That would be I guess how at, can they find us? At hyperfocuspod. And what about Twitter? Hyperfocus underscore pod. You can also find us on TikTok. Hyperfocuspod. Yeah. Uh don't think we'll be answering any DMs on there though. Yeah. T B H. Um if you want to find us on Gmail to send us an email, be hyperfocuscast at gmail.com. Yes it is. You can also find us on Facebook, our Facebook page, and our Facebook group. Like and follow the page and then Join the group for some amazing discussion about how birds are not real. Oh, yeah. And for crackpot ideas, as B.F. Skinner said, that is hyperfocus colon 
a podcast for chaotic minds. We hope you enjoyed listening to us days after we had the biggest fight of our lives. Yep, yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> Lauren can't stand fun facts. Mm-hmm. Well, I can stand are you fun in, are facts. You, are you intimidated by my intelligence? Is that what it was? No. Well, we love you. Stay chaotic, babes. I'm objectively smarter than you. Not by much, but by a little bit. I got a better GPA though. What fight do you want to win? I would way rather win the IQ fight. Are you kidding me? <laughs>